This podcast is produced by Audiofy. Welcome to Season 2 of Can I Get an Amen? The Interview with the Pastor series. Please like, share, and subscribe as we get ready to start the show. Here's your host, the pastor of Vida Church in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, Bishop Herson Gonzalez. This is Can I Get an Amen? I am your host, the Right Reverend Bishop Herson Gonzalez, and I missed you. I missed podcasting. Haven't done it in a few months. Glad to be back on here. This is a very special coronavirus edition of Can I Get an Amen? Do not let your hearts be troubled. God is on our side. My guest today is one of my favorite pastors in the world. Her name is Pastor Valerie Gonzalez. We're going to talk about her book, Prayer Walks, and we're going to talk about what that means in the age of coronavirus and a couple of other things. So super glad that you tuned in. Please like, share, and subscribe as we start the show. My guest today is Pastor Valerie Gonzalez. She is the author of Prayer Walks. She is the founder and leader of the ministry called IHAS. She's the co-founder and pastor of Vida Church. And most importantly, she's my wife. Let's say hello to Pastor Valerie Gonzalez. So glad to have you on the podcast, Valerie. Hold on a second. Let me fix the levels. Go ahead, talk. Uh, hey, you know, I have an issue with you. What's, what issue is this? What are, we, are we ready to air our problems on my podcast? I think so. <laughs> so let her rip. It's a major, major issue. What is it? You said, I was one of... Of your favorite pastors <laughs> in the whole wide world. I only said that so that my other friends wouldn't be so offended. But truth be told, you're my favorite pastor. Oh, okay. Now <laughs> now that we got that right. <laughs> I was just trying to protect my very sensitive friends. Yeah. Well, they should know by now. <laughs> um, you wrote a book. I did. I wrote a book. It was quite the journey to get to that final product, but I believe that it has been released at the very right time. Like, I couldn't have thought, I can't think of a better season in my life to be talking about this prayer walk. Prayer walks started 10 years ago when you started writing it. I did. I started writing it and I was super excited. I was, it was one day I was in my prayer closet and I had this experience with the Lord where I just felt how mighty he is and how powerful he is. And, um, when I felt his power and might, it brought me, usually it takes us to this place of like, Ooh, we're so excited. But instead it had an adverse effect on me. Um, because then I started questioning if this power is real, 
then why are there so many unanswered prayers? And out of that conversation with the Lord, um, this book uh, was birthed and, um, and I started writing it and I was like super excited. I think it only took me a matter of weeks to complete everything. And I was just, all I needed was like an intro. And it was back in the day where um, we didn't really email each other stuff for backup. So mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't have like all these, and I lost everything. Your, your hard drive crashed. My, no, no, this one, th- that was the computer oh. crashed. Um, because the second time around about two years after I got the courage you to rewrite it again. again and I started rewriting it, but this time I was smart. I had the hard external hard drive. I got a virus in my external hard drive that went in my computer and I lost it. And then I said, you know what? This must be a message that the Lord gave me for me. Like, because it was the second time you wrote was the, the entire time. manuscript. Yeah. So I was like, I was super discouraged. But I, I think I, I cried so much, especially that second time. And I was like, okay, forget it. You know, this is, I took it as it's a message that a conversation that God wants to have with me. And, um, and just about a year ago, uh, the Lord brought me back to that conversation and um, reminded me that, no, it was just we were just waiting for the right time and the right season. And this time around, everything was so aligned, like our connections are um, I have some wonderful people who were able to write. Um, oh, like yeah. I got my forward written by um, Julissa. Uh, who is an amazing woman of God, uh, uh, an amazing minister of worship. She's she is a superstar. I'm a big fan, and I was honest, uh, honestly privileged that she would take the time to write my forward. And what a wonderful job she did! She really, really captured your whole relationship. Yeah, and uh, and what God is doing in your life, and from her perspective, and it was really cool to to, to read that. Yeah, we, I also have an endorsement from pa- Pastor Dick Germain who is the head of Barnabas Ministries. Um, he had been a pastor for many, many years. 30 and, years. And when he retired, he um, he uh, started a ministry for pastors, for mm-hmm. the care of pastors. And you've been a part of that for many years. More than years. 10 years, yeah. And it's been such a blessing in our lives. And to see him, he was the first person to read my book completely and um, wrote an endorsement for uh, me. And it was just, it's just an honor. I also have Pastor Senzo. um, If you've known of United Night of Worship, you know, he started thing uh, um, that and and now he's pastoring. His church is just blowing up. Impact Church is awesome. Pastor Eli Serrano, who is a very dear friend of ours. Also, his church is just blowing up a great man of God. And my sister-in-law, um, Serena's, who also um, led Complete Woman and has her own book, um, uh, The Seven Steps to Becoming a Wise Woman. Um, so uh, it, it's really, really cool to have like all these people involved. So tell us about the book. What is it about? Well, w- Prayer Walks, uh, the title is meant to um, just provoke a picture of action where prayer Oftentimes we see ourselves in a solitary place and um, it, it, it can seem like it's something that is still, but it's, some, it's constantly moving. The board t- teaches us that we should pray without ceasing. So this constant motion and walks is an acronym 
uh, I were the main theme of the book is returning the active and effective power of prayer to the church. This is not a book that was written for women or for men. It was written to the church of Jesus Christ um, because we have somehow and um, we've gotten caught up in so many different things in our faith that I think that some of the things have diluted the power that we're displaying um, that still belongs to us and is still available to us. Um, but we want to get back to that genuine power of God. And um, WALKS is an acronym and it's five different steps to uh, returning the active and effective power of prayer. And what is what is the acronym WALKS? Um, w is for wake up and see. It um, covers our identity. Uh, there's no way that we're ever going to receive the power of God if we can't understand how he sees us and what he calls us to be and who we are in Christ. Um, a is ask, seek, knock. There's a formula. You know, we all know the scriptures, but, you know, we're, I think oftentimes, even I have found myself doing things out of order. There's a reason why he said, ask, seek, and not their steps. And, and we're trying to receive things because we completed one mm -hmm. of the steps. And um, L is for look to complete the mission. Uh, I believe that sometimes the answer, it's on the way, but we give up on uh, the mission, whatever the mission God has given us, we lose focus of that and we kind of get lost along the way. And each one of these stories is tied to a biblical story mm -hmm. that um, brings about the principles. I'll go back a little bit, wake up and see that um, talks about the story of Jonah. And um, we relate how he knew his identity and some, somewhere along the line, it got lost. Right. And he had to find himself again. As Seek and Knock talks about the, the actual scripture, what Jesus teaches us, and how some disciples had to look around and be honest about where they were in their um, prayer life. They looked around and they said, oh, my God, when Jesus prays, something happens. When mm -hmm. John prays, something happens. When John's disciples, something pr happens when they pray. But when I'm praying, there's a problem, mm -hmm. you know, and we have to come to terms that we're not everybody tries to outdo each other i've seen prayer meetings where it's like just who's out. Yeah, yeah yeah it's just and and that's not the active and effective power of prayer right. um and to get there you have to make that confession i need i need you to teach me jesus is the great teacher mm -hmm. and we use that scripture um so l is look to complete the mission that one is on the story of elijah and the wonderful victory that he had up on the mount um, and how God took him from, you know, the, the mission was sin needed to be eliminated. And it was so much embedded in his heart and he had that the heart of God um, and, and was so devoted to it that he decided to call a drought. God didn't even tell him to do it, but because it was aligned with the heart of God, God will always support his children. Mm. And um, somewhere after that victory, we, he finds himself in a cave and we talk about how he lost a little bit of the focus. The mission wasn't fully complete when he started celebrating. And we have to make sure that God is the one that that turns on the party music, mm. you know, that tells us that, okay, now it's time to celebrate. Um, and K is keep the focus on Jesus. That's based on the story of Peter mm. and how Peter had faith. He had success. You know, he Jesus said to him, 
walk on water. Yeah. I mean, come on. And he took that step. It, he was not faithless, just like many of us. We're not completely faithless. But we, as we draw nearer to Christ, sometimes the feel of the storm becomes stronger. And we're thinking, oh, Jesus is going to be here. We're not going to feel any of the waves or any of the winds. But the good thing about having faith in God and keeping our focus on him is that while all around us, just like this coronavirus and everything that's happening, it's all real. You know, we, if we keep our focus on Jesus, we'll have steady steps throughout all this and we will not drown. And if we do make a mistake, God's grace is so great that he's still going to just reach out and, and lift us up. I mean, Peter was that close to Jesus mm -hmm. that when he started drowning, he just cried out. And Jesus extended his hand and was like, dude, I'm right here. Come on. You've already walked all this, <laughs> like, you know, um, and that's where we find ourselves oftentimes. And, and we want to punish ourselves, but God just wants to re redeem us. Right. Um, and the last one is stand up and walk based on the story of Peter and John and the crippled man by the beautiful gate and um, how they didn't have much of what he was asking. The world was asking. It's asking for something. Um, we can't keep responding to the need that they think they have. We have to start responding with the power that we have been endowed with. I don't have silver. I don't have gold. The church right now is not the richest institution, but there's something we have yeah, that's, that's right. more powerful than all of that. And it's the ability to help people to stand up and walk. The book is called Prayer Walks, authored by Valerie Gonzalez, and you can get it by going to her website. Yes, it's ehasri.com. Spell that for folks. It's H-I-J-A-S, as in Sam, dot com. And you... It's ehasri, isn't it? Oh, I'm sorry, ehasri.com. Yes. yes, I'm sorry. Yep. So it's ehasri.com. You can get your book there. It will be on Audible. It will be on Amazon in the very near future. Uh, please uh, stay tuned. We're going to let everybody know when that's available. We want to see her go to number one Yay. in her category. So you can help us uh, by by listening, uh, staying tuned. And uh, boy, we're, we're, we're excited about the book. Uh, this brief synopsis is just the surface. You have to listen to the meat. You have to read the meat of this book. It's going to help your prayer life. And I think in the age of coronavirus, it's what we need to do. Right after this quick little musical break, we'll get into talking about how Prayer Walks is perfect for the age of coronavirus. We'll give you some updates on what's happening with coronavirus as of today, March 26th, Thursday. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Coronavirus. Wash your hands. Coronavirus. Wash your hands. Today, start working on not touching your face. Not, not, not touching your face. Everybody wash your hands. Some corona um, virus updates 
First thing is that China temporarily, temporarily bars all foreign nationals from entering the country. This is a big thing. A lot of countries have, have closed off their borders, and now China, uh, after having allegedly started the virus starting there, now uh, all foreign ministers announced uh, China, China's foreign ministry announced Thursday, uh, today, all foreign nationals, including those with valid visas uh, and resident permits, permit permits, will be temporarily barred from entering the country. Well, you know this this um, isolation uh, process. I mean, all of it. Like it's so hard. Everybody's going to have their opinion about this thing, and mm -hmm. and I think that. I can already hear people saying, oh, my God, after they started this thing, da, 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 da. Like, but it's so hard to be a leader in this time. Um, there's so many things that are happening and so many things that I do that at this point, I, you know, you have your opinions about things, but I have a really hard time judging a country for making decisions to try to protect themselves. You know, it's out there right now and we can spend our time blaming everybody, but we should try to be more and uh, put a bigger emphasis on compliance and what it will take to eradicate this um, virus. Since you say that, I didn't plan on talking about this, but what's your take on churches that are still having church? I, if my take, honestly, um, again, it's hard as a leader. I think there's a different, depending on the city that you live in, in the environment, there's a difference, but each leader, each governmental leader is making decisions based on their state. I think we miss a great opportunity to teach on obedience mm. more than anything. Um, our compliance is saying, you know what, I want to work together with the government for the better of the people. Yeah. And, and again, I just wrote a book on prayer. And I just wrote a book on faith and it's to really activate. Do I believe that God has the power to heal and protect everybody? Yes. yes but in every story, there is a demand of obedience. And I couldn't shake that. When we had to make our, our a decision, um, we, I, we're teaching our people. Even when we're gathering, we're teaching our people. Um, and I don't know, I have, I have a bit of a hard time um, when there's a government figure that gets up there and and there it's not making it an option but it's saying this is what you know we're asking everybody to do and the church just saying yep no not me i have a hard time with that i'll take it a step further i i have a big issue with people still having church in in america especially in states where they have asked the gatherings of in my state 10 people uh or less is allowed so you can't do church with 10 people. Um, so that's flat out asking the churches not to do service. Now, of course, we have the online stuff, and and, and that's been uh, uh, our lifeline. We're still be able to, able to reach people. But my point is the people that are still having church, they're saying, well, we have faith, and government can't dictate to us what we'll do, and, and valid points, all valid points. But... Um, your faith is not measured by uh, tempting God. And, and, and the Bible says, do not tempt the Lord thy God, which means don't put people at risk and then say, oh, they'll be okay because we have faith. That's tempting God. 
Satan told the devil, I mean, Jesus, the devil told Jesus, um, jump out of this thing and the angels will come and, and, and protect you. And his answer was, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Don't, don't, I'm, I'm not going to risk myself to prove I have faith. That's not what faith is. So I, I, I would say respectfully to those people that are still having service and claiming that it's an act of faith, check yourself because uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, the other churches are closing because they're afraid. It's not fear that drives us. It's yeah. obedience. I have a friend, um, a dear pastor friend of mine, who just recently got diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And I had a very powerful conversation with her where um, for a long time she knew something was wrong and people were asking her to see a doctor and she kept saying, no, I don't, I have faith, God, I don't even need to know the name of what's happening um, so that God can heal me. And, you know, you want to honor her for that faith, but God taught her a lesson through all of this that it wasn't so much the faith talking, it was fear. She had fear of the doctors. She and had it, fear and it of hospitals. it disguised itself as faith. Mm. Yeah. Now, I, I think those people who are still carrying on might have fear of, of losing members, of losing income. Like there might be other fears that are driving you to this, you know, proclaimed faith. But also at the same time, I think they're missing out on a great opportunity. I think sometimes God allows situations like this to open up our minds and that we can be more innovative. Right now, our congregation, we have been able to reach people that we normally wouldn't reach on a Sunday. And I'm watching how they come on and they comment and, you know, we're getting a different audience um, that normally wouldn't be there. And, and I'm seeing how God is expanding our platform you know, through this season. And, and I, I know God has a plan to work it for our good. Mm -hmm. And in all of this, if if we just stick to our old ways, we might miss the new thing that God is doing. My my, uh, my final point on this, uh, churches that have not closed, uh, I think in the end are um, at the very least, at the very least, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're being negligible. I think it's irresponsible um, to put people, especially elderly people, in harm's way here. Because young people will rebound from this, the numbers say. Most young people that catch it, um, they get sick, but they, they, they rebound. But most of the people who are dying are people that have compromised immune systems and elder or and elderly people so be wise be wise um there are ways that you can do all of what you do except the fellowship and even that yesterday we did a church-wide zoom meeting we had tons of people on <laughs> our zoom meeting we had it a, lot, a of lot of fun it was a lot of fun and and again for i think the biggest negligence is in our calling our calling is to be spiritual guides and there's a seed of disobedience that we sow Yeah, that, you know, we might not necessarily see it, you know, face it. But in, in the members that are coming and attending with you, um, there's an underlying, um, the, 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 the enemy is sneaky like that. There's an underlying seed that is being planted that later on will bear fruit. Um, at 1 p.m. today, um, 
Columbia medical students can graduate early so that they can help the pandemic. Isn't this? Wow, that's... They're allowing... um, Columbia University will let medical students graduate early so they can help with coronavirus response efforts in New York, university officials told ABC News. Wow. Well, they also... I know that um, here in Rhode Island, they've allowed... um, uh, people who needed their licenses renewed or people who are from other states that are in the state, uh, there's a faster process for them to be able to get their license so that they can be of help. Speaking of that, Real ID, which was supposed to be uh, this year, they've postponed it to October of 2021. Um, so so the deadline is pushed back on the Real ID thing. Um, Chicago shut down uh, the Lakefront tri- Trail uh, people were not serious about uh, recognizing the social distancing. And so people were still meeting at this trail, gathering in big groups. And so the government had to shut down the trail because folks were not observing the social distancing. Thing. That's that's really what I heard in the governor's plea yesterday. Governor Raimundo. Raimundo was saying... She, that she really does not want to close supermarkets. She does not want to close all these stores. But if we are not compliant... People have to obey. We, you can't get mad if they're, if they're asking you at the supermarket to stay six feet away from someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're now you might have to wait in your car because there's a limit of how many people can actually be within a store. And, we, you know, this... Um, this generation and and you know the country that we've we live in now uh we believe in freedom and so so many people have taken that to the extreme that any rules any guidelines yeah it's it's, oppression it yeah no i need to be free um but if if we even look as believers if we look in the scripture is filled with guidelines but they're all for our good that's right you know and we have to stop seeing all these things as our enemy um they're being put in place because someone cares for us in short stay home yeah Stay home. Stop and going do a out. podcast. <laughs> Stay home. Do podcast. <laughs> um, one of my friends, uh, my one of my coaches, his name is uh, Pastor uh, oh, Derek Fry. I almost forgot his name. I almost said Ernie because he's his dad. Yeah. Um, he told me uh, they're calling it the wrong thing. We should not have social distancing. We should have physical distancing, but yeah. social connections. I love that. And I, yeah, it's so important for us to remember the enemy is trying to use this thing to 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 divide and conquer mm-hmm. and if you isolate yourself without social connections the depression that so many people are feeling uh, so many people in this generation feel um attacked <laughs> they feel uh, uh, really uh, uh what's it triggered by all of this isolation and uncertainty um, you need to stay socially connected yeah I, you know actually there are a lot of really great stories that are coming out of this um, people, neighbors who are going out of their way for neighbors that they haven't even yeah. like talked to or even met. Um, we have an older gentleman that oh, lives down the street. We Jacques, love him, Jacques. My boy, Jacques. He will. He doesn't care about any. He the the one thing you can't um, ban him from is walking his dog. That's right. He walks his dog faithfully three times a day. By the way, he's ninety four. I think he is. <laughs> yes, and he's such an amazing guy. So you know, we check in on him. We bring him food. We bring him, you know, his toilet paper, you know, whatever, you know, he needs. But this, you know, I, I, there's a member of our church 
that I'm not going to say their name because they always complain that I always talk about them. But it's because I love... <laughs> they have the best stories. Go ahead. Yeah, they have the best stories. But I've ne I, when all this was happening and everybody was going crazy, yo, I need to... I've never seen her so excited. To serve. Because it yeah. gave her an opportunity to... She's calling everybody. What do you yeah, need? Right. What do you need? And in the supermarket and this and that. And she's like... And it just... There was this joy, this underlying joy of being able to provide for others. Listen to this. Uh, new record low in domestic plane travels. All domestic airline travels continue to plunge. The TSA screened its lowest number of passengers in over a decade yesterday. Wow. Wow. Uh, our Deacon Elliot flew from Florida to Rhode Island yesterday. He said there were 30 passengers, and that's it. And I think that it, they're doing it for the social distancing. distancing. Um, only 35 people in a flight. And he said he got still to the airport two hours earlier. He said he could have shown up 10 minutes earlier. He went through five minutes through security. Mm -hmm. Just there are no people traveling. And it's, but and it's, just so it's that crazy. people know how serious we are about compliance. Um, yesterday he came in. Now there's a new uh, regulation. In Rhode Island, yeah. In Rhode Island. If you come in, you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days. So if you're now, coming into the state from another state. From another state. Now, mind you. Um, Deacon Eliud is Bishop's buddy. Yeah. You know, and those two, they're like brothers. They yeah. can't live without each other. That's true. So they can't wait to like see each other, hang out, do breakfast, their yeah. pancake thing, whatever. Um, but when he came in, my husband went with someone else in his car, dropped off the car right. so that he can come on his own because he needs to be quarantined for let 14 me, days. Let me explain that better. So we, we needed to have him quarantined. The state law is as soon as you get into Rhode Island, you're quarantined. So if he would have driven in my car, we would have broken that new law. So what we did was me and Minister Lewis, I drove my car, Minister Lewis drove Deacon's car, and we brought him his car. Uh, Minister Lewis get out of the car, and uh, as as Deacon came with his mask, he he had a ma he had a nice mask on, a yellow wow. mask, beautiful <laughs> mask, um, gloves, and so he gets into his car. We drove him to his brother's apartment, not his house, because his brother vacated his apartment so that he can be 14 days at his brother's apartment, not as it not at his own house where he has his son and his two grandchildren every other mm -hmm. weekend. So. Um, yeah, we're we're going above and beyond so that we can comply. Yeah, it's so it's so important because a lot of people say, "Oh, easier said than done." What are they doing? Like, what's no, no, it, the it's, but we're you have to, yeah, you have to really try. Uh, as we just close up, Spain, the death toll in Spain climbs to over four thousand people. Spain death tolls from the coronavirus has now climbed to 4,089 after another 655 deaths were reported in the last 24 hours. My Lord, have mercy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, again, just stay safe, stay home. You think that everybody thinks they're the exception. Yeah, it won't happen they, to me. It, it's not going to happen to me. For me, it was a rude awakening a, a couple of days ago. I did stop. I work in the dental field. So I stopped working about a little bit, almost two weeks ago, I think. And um, the pharmacy that's right next to where we um, 
in the Cranston office, that's where we sent our patients for prescriptions and everything had to shut down because one of the employees was diagnosed with coronavirus. And that really hit it home. Yeah. You know, um, that this, this thing is deadly. You think it's it's happening everywhere else. Yeah. But this is a place where I frequently would if I live, if, if I worked more in that office, that's where I would visit. You have to be careful. Money, many, I see me. I see many people on social media saying, "Why is it that I don't know anyone that 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 has coronavirus?" Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Be careful. Right that's now, what we're trying to keep it. To. That's we want to <laughs> keep it that way. Um, so we're praying for Spain, and um, the new heroes are um, our nurses and and and. The people that are dealing with this thing firsthand, members of the New York City hospital nursing staff just died from coronavirus. This is someone that's putting herself or his self. I don't know. Let's see if the, the story says a member of the, the, the nursing staff of New York City Mount Sinai Hospital has died from the coronavirus, according to the hospital. We are deeply saddened by the passing of our beloved member of our nursing staff. Mausana said on a, in a statement, today we lost another hero, a compassionate colleague, a friend, and selfless caregiver. We've got to start recognizing that these people are at the front lines of this battle. Yeah, and um, we have to honor them. Uh, many of them are putting their lives at risk because this is, it's the invisible uh, killer, you can't see it. Yep. I love what Jake said about it. He said, this is an invisible killer. This is an invisible enemy. He says, but the church has always known how to fight invisible enemies. We have an invisible weapon, and it's called prayer. That's right. And it walks. <laughs> and it fights, and it does a whole lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter who you are. Prince Henry, I'm sorry, Prince Charles still works uh, in self-isolation, uh, sources say. Yeah, well, we have, um, uh, I'm going to read it right off the thing. Um, Charles, Prince of Wales, is working at his desk, as usual, while safe isolating at his estate in Scotland, a royal source told ABC News. Mm -hmm. So everybody's, you know, being nice. I mean, we see it, um, figures like Tom Hanks and my boy, um, Tom his Hanks. wife. You know, um, no, no, this, this the coronavirus doesn't look at your pay grade it doesn't look at your social status it you know it it has no exception exemptions at all and and it's everywhere russia grounds all international flights because of coronavirus so even russia the russian government has ordered the grounding of all international flights as part of a new measure against the coronavirus pandemic and that's where i don't really get when people start saying well it's it's not that big of a deal. They're making it a bigger deal than what it is. No, if it was if it was localized, but we're looking at a worldwide it's a worldwide pandemic. pandemic yep. And um, you know, for to coordinate all these countries and the reality that we're seeing, it's no joke. Um, the, it, nobody's making this up. <laughs> this is a real thing. And we know this. My daughter is is doing. They call it distance learning in Rhode Island, but nearly 90% of the world's student population is out of school due to this pandemic. Wow. More than 1.5 billion students are not attending schools, 
and universities because of, the, because of the coronavirus pandemic, according to the latest figures from the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. Yeah, but also we have to mention how um, we have to also honor the teachers and the superintendents and um, the, uh, um, uh, the the board members, everybody yeah. that's involved in coming up with plans that the, our kids are not going to school, but they're still getting educated. Right. They're finding ways to bring education to the home. And, and, um, and I know it's not an easy task and um, getting everybody. I thank God that here in Woonsocket, back when I was um, in the school committee. Tell them, girl. Yes. Um, we started... Careful, folks. <laughs> Tooting of the own horn is coming up. <laughs> we started a program. Um, we, we started acquiring um, computers for all of our students. And so thank, God, thank God we did, because our kids do. And then you have companies, big companies that are providing um, internet for free yeah. for the season. Like everybody's just coming together to right. just make it possible. And uh, last one, uh, diagnosis, diagnose case approach, uh, half a million worldwide. There's over 500,000 diagnosed cases. We know that that number is gonna skyrocket as more testing uh, occurs. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, instead of being afraid of all the things that we're talking about, I think that Pastor Val's book is the right reading for you right now well uh, you got the time you got the time <laughs> uh, let's... it's an easy read oh very important about my book mm -hmm. see i'm approaching 50. you are i am oh i know God. i keep hiding it from the world but i'm approaching 50. my eyesight is not as good as it used to be <laughs> and I, and i was determined to make this book in a font that i could read so it's <laughs> when i say it's an easy read it really is. It's easy on the eyes. It's beautifully made. I want to thank our boy, Feldy, for designing the cover. He did a great job. Yeah, uh, he did. And we're learning a lot. We're doing so much uh, in this um, thing. Uh, we're really grateful. A new, something new just came in. Trump tells governors he is setting new coronavirus guidelines. Uh-oh. So this is this is all happening. Everything's happening right now. I just got this flash from NBC News. Trump says in the letter that new coronavirus testing capabilities would al allow his administration to identify high risk, medium risk and low risk countries or counties. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, boy, things are changing every single day. We don't know if we'll be back at church for Easter. Um, I don't know. But uh, we will have church service. We'll still we'll still be having we're church. Gonna, we're going to figure it out. Yep. You know, we're going to take this journey together. You know, we're not going to um, do this on our own. Right. Um, thank God for um, social media and all the platforms that we have to be able to be there for one another. Do me a favor. Call somebody that you haven't right. called in a while. Some of these things that, you know, we've, we've fallen into a lot of the texting and whatever, but I find myself now having more conversations. That's right. Because people are bored. People need it. <laughs> they need to have no, that conversation. Yeah, talk to people and, and don't hang up without praying. Mm-hmm. Just pray for someone. Even if that's not your typical normal thing, just say, hey, would you mind if I offered a, a quick prayer before we and just you don't you don't have you don't have to pray eloquently. Just pray from your heart and ask God to protect that person that you're that you're praying with. Uh, we all need a little bit of sense of peace. And I think that that comes uh, from faith and through prayer. Yeah. And I also think that if we all come together 
and we humble ourselves and we ask God to forgive our sins and um, ask him to let his face shine upon us. Um, we can provide a solution to this coronavirus. Okay. Our God can heal our land. That is Amen. a promise that we receive in the book of Isaiah. And um, the more of us believers that come together and pray about this thing, the bigger impact we'll have. I want to thank my guest today, Pastor Valerie Gonzalez, author of the book, Prayer Walks. You can get your copy by going to her website, www.com ihasri.com h-i-j-a-s-r-i.com thanks so much for being with me baby oh, i love you honey we're gonna go record our podcast now mm-hmm. the story of us see you there <laughs> thanks for listening guys thanks for listening to can i get an amen with bishop herson gonzalez follow him on facebook at bishop herson gonzalez until next time